0: I am Doug Friedman
1: and I am Meredith Levy
0: and this just might possibly be your mental
1: breakdown and it might just possibly be on Patreon it is on Patreon <laughs> for sure because how else Patreon. would you be hearing it
0: just for you our Patreonage. patronage patronage Our
1: patrons on Patreon. Oh,
0: Patron. Oh, man. Yeah, right. That's what they call it. <laughs> Our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Our pals. Yep. Do you know what, Doug? Uh, I don't know what. I have a feeling you're going to tell me what. Tell me what.
1: My birthday is in December. <laughs> it's coming soon. <laughs> I think you guys all know. I don't know if you know, but I celebrate my birthday in full force because full. it's fucking <laughs> yep. happening no matter what. That's it is right. happening. So give me presents. Red velvet cakes, my favorite, <laughs> whatever, just adore me, shower me with love and affection. It doesn't have to be material. I mean, kind of, but it doesn't have to be expensive. You can right. pick me a flower and leave it on my door. Just anything. Sure. That's it. My sister mentioned it earlier today. Made me think of it. Cause I was like, well, okay. Sad story. My, <laughs> so I, re- I read on my, Really, you're going to
0: go from birthday to sad story. No, just no, like no. that.
1: It's not an actual sad story. Okay. But I read nonstop and I read on my iPad because I read too much to try to keep up with books, actual books. Oh, that I is too sad.
0: You're right. That is That sad. wasn't the sad part. Oh, no. okay. Keep going. The
1: sad part is my, so all I use my iPad for is reading.
0: Oh, I know. I know this story.
1: <laughs> I told, did I tell you this? I dropped, yeah, I did. smashed it. I fucking uh-huh. killed it the other day. And I looked, I was like, God, I've had this forever. It's from 2013. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God. So now I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. What do I get? Do I get a new iPad? And I was like, I'll just get a new one. I look and they're fucking expensive. Like really? for something that I just read, they're like $400 or something. Really? Like, yes.
0: I thought they'd be like like an $89 Kindle or something That's like what that. I thought.
1: Right. That's There is an $89 Kindle. So cut to met yeah. my <laughs> sisters and I'm like, oh, OK. She's like, oh, just take. My niece's old mini iPad. And I was like, oh, that's annoying, but okay, I'll take it. I'll use it for now. And <laughs> she can't remember the password. So I can't wipe it clean. And it needs to be wiped clean so that I can like log on to my thing or whatever. Anyway, so I just give it back. I'm like, forget it. So then I take her old Kindle.
0: Well, you gave it back, but not before you were like, wow. I can see all of Jordan's texts yeah, and everything.
1: I know. And I was with her today. I was with her today and I was like, I think I can see your Snapchat. And she like grabs it. She's like, no, you can't. All of her stuff, right? So then I take her, I look, I take her Kindle and I'm like, I literally cannot see a fucking thing on this. This thing is like really? a weird color. Yeah. It's like, it's not the paper white one I get. No, but it's just like a, it's weird. Like it's like a, how's oh, right. that thing? Anyway. Yeah. So here I am. My sister was like, well, I mean, it is your birthday and Christmas coming up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. Aw. I know. (laughs) And then I was like, presents. Because my birthday is one week before Christmas, which unless you're going to get me something great, don't give me a twofer. I know I've said that here before, but. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyway, I realized as much as I love long, sunny days, I do also like the fall and the winter of Christmas and my birthday.
0: The winter of your, my discontent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Being an early January birthday that people right. have the fatigue of, we just did Hanukkah, we just did Christmas, we just had New Year's, and oh yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's
0: what I started celebrating, or my mom did this, celebrating on the half birthday. So I had a yeah. birthday party in July.
1: I can't believe that.
0: Play sports and be outdoors, you know, because of all the, you know. That's amazing. Snow that we get here in Los Angeles in January. (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) Right? Yeah. No, we just get gorgeous weather and that's, you know, it's fun. I think it almost being Thanksgiving that it'll be Thanksgiving and everybody's celebrating Christmas and it's like, cool. We're still wearing shorts and jumping in swimming pools. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Speaking of uh, jumping into swimming pools. Yeah. Shall we jump into this session with Drew?
1: Crude <laughs> segue. Yes, we should.
0: All right. Well, let's jump in and we will jump back right after. I got no more jump references.
1: We'll be back. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're not that far removed from going through the virus, the COVID. You look good and you're smiling, but tell me health-wise how you're actually feeling.
2: I feel okay now. This morning's been okay as far as like physically and, and my flu symptoms are gone. You know, I still got a little bit of a cough, nothing crazy. And you,
0: you mentioned while you had COVID actively, you were talking about getting that sort of brain fog, that cloudy feeling. Is that totally gone or still like a little, little hazy?
2: I think it's totally gone as far as like a symptom. Now I'm dealing with more of the getting back into talking to people. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a neurological, like anything. It's just me being uncomfortable talking to people again.
0: Right. Out of practice a little bit. I mean, that's a lot of us are feeling that. Like I've been hearing from a lot of people, like I'm a little nervous about when things are back, not back to normal, but when we're able to get back to work and do things again, like. I don't know how I interact with people anymore. Like I'm so used to just my own little bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about weed. Cause I know, I mean, you've had a, a love, love relationship with it. <laughs> and during the time you had COVID, were you, were you smoking at all?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was, but I felt super confident in saying no, which uh, was very refreshing in the last two weeks. Cause that's all I've been mm-hmm. doing, you know, I've been sitting trying to be entertained watching TV smoking and chilling. And so it it kind of felt good to rip that Band-Aid off and and get into it.
0: Yeah. The past year and a half when you were experimenting with not smoking as much and what that looked like. And I think for right now where you've been is I'm just resting and recovering. And that's something that it's not like I'm all of a sudden using weed to medicate for this. No, you've been using weed for at least half your life.
2: I definitely was immersed in that subculture for my high school days. Cause I, I almost felt like I'm more belonged in it than anything. Right. And for me, I've found that certain weeds make me really depressed and make me just like get into a crazy mental state and, and really stay in it. And then others really helped me get out of that. I think that's my struggle and, and kind of not knowing. It's
0: interesting. Cause it's, as it's becoming more accepted, not just legalized, mm-hmm. but accepted that that's just what right. a lot of people do. Socially. Yeah. Socially accepted. Exactly. For you though you're so used to it and it's something that's almost second nature for you. I always wonder what would it look like without it. As a therapist, I kind of look at is it getting in the way of anything? Is there somewhere that you want to be? And and whether it's something that you want to achieve or a way that you want to live or you know wherever you want to go, wherever you want to be, is it preventing you from getting there or making it harder to get there? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for some, they go, well, yes, pretty clearly but I'm not ready to give it up, but I don't know how else to do it. Like, well, that's what we work on. And some people go, no, it's not really keeping me from getting there. It's just making it a little harder, but I'm getting a benefit. Mm. Okay, what's the benefit? And my goal is not to get you off of weed. Right. It's to get you as clear a mind as you can have to have as full a heart as you can have. You know, we talked about that. I mean, you even use that phrase. That's, that's the name of my practice and you freaking yeah. use that phrase. On me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were times when you weren't smoking as much and you were like, oh man, this clarity is amazing. It's sort of like taking the mute off of the TV and you go, Oh wow, now I can hear. Oh, and it's in stereo. I could put it on headphones and hear out of both ears. <laughs> it just brings things a little more into into focus and clarity. I don't know for you where you are with
2: that. And it's funny because I think about this a lot. I kind of go back and forth on it a lot. I think honestly, for me, there's benefits and not so good things with weed in my life. And, you know, socially too, I've had a lot of good experiences with smoking joints with people. And Mm -hmm. from a social program, I've had a lot of business ventures and like a lot of good friendships and and relationships based on it. Yep. And so for for me, you know, I mean, I definitely have that side where weed affects me negatively. And I think that's why I go back and forth on it so much because I I try and weigh the pros and cons of, of, of the good and the bad. And, right. and I think I've gotten to a point in my life where I, I'm kind of understanding that there is good and bad in kind of everything. Yeah. I'm getting to a better understanding of when I'm in the bad with my weed, I usually smoke a lot more to try and get out of it. And what I've mm. realized is that's when I need to kind of slow down and vice versa. When I'm, when I'm kind of not smoking so much, I find myself still clear headed and not anxiety ridden. Like I still have the option, it's still there. I can still use it when I need to. Yeah, yeah, But it's not ever gonna be like, oh, I can't go to that meeting cause I wanna smoke or I can't call you right now cause I'm too high. I think for me where I wanna kinda shift that though is being a little bit better in my boundaries with it. I feel like I took my first step in this the other day in saying just no. And so that kinda gave me a good mile marker I'm I'm trying to put like a time limit on myself of saying, hey, I'm not going to smoke before three o'clock in the afternoon. And usually when I do that and kind of put parameters around it, it kind of lets me get into my routine a little bit better. And I know we mentioned that last week, but if I have kind of something to look forward to at the end of the day, it's kind of like a big pat on the back for me. And so it's little wins like that, that I see with weed directly affecting me.
0: It's interesting. I like how you said it's putting parameters and boundaries on it, like here are the times when I don't want to, and here's what I do. It's looking at what's in your control and what's not. Mm-hmm. If you can control how much or when, great. I think people, they incorrectly think that they need to be completely sober, like not smoke at all.
2: Mm-hmm. And I've been there.
0: Right. And, and for some, that, that's legit and that's true. And, and they actually do need to maybe go to a program, a 12-step thing or something. Like, no, it's a problem. If you know that about yourself, if you have that addictive personality, then you've got to you know, do something about the addiction. For you, I hear it more as habit. Mm-hmm. It's just such an ingrained habit, which has been there for over a decade now. And it's not necessarily keeping you from accomplishing what you want to accomplish, but there's something about it being habit and just done all the time right? and having some choice. So it's not just force of habit. You're just high all the time if you smoke enough, you sort of build up a tolerance and it just becomes what it is.
2: Kind of while we're talking about this, it's really kind of coming up to light because that, that feeling of wanting to go smoke a bowl and get back into bed is something I've been doing for the last decade. Right. And I think I kind of revert back to childhood and the, the non-stresses of being an adult. <laughs> Almost like a safe spot, kind of holding on to a specific time in my life that I don't want to necessarily lose yet. Hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fear of the unknown of not knowing what's next and kind of where I'm at and, and what's going on in my last two, three years of my life. Sure. And so I think it's almost like like having a safe spot of home, like my actual home home with me down here.
0: Interesting. That That's a nice switch because that's the home is where you are, right?
2: Right.
0: How you're talking is about you finding yourself and where your stability is. You know, just being comfortable with you and how you are. And I think that's, as you walk through, you get more and more comfortable with, and it's where your present and your future is. When you think of the memories and you look back, yeah, no one can take those away. Your memory of growing up in, well, I'd say Canada, you've got memories of what that kind of life is like. That can't be taken away.
2: I feel more comfortable leaving the past in the past. I'm not wanting to bring it up here, good, bad, and ugly. So I think everything has its place. And I think I'm a firm believer in everything happening for a reason. It's all foot trails. You know, we're kind of like everything in my memory book is more so looking back on the trail of where I've been and not being like, oh, well, I really like that tree. So let me go back there and stand next to that and not go forward. Right, I think I'm doing a lot better job of allowing myself to go forward and not holding on to trees because I think they're going to die and they're not going to be there on my way back or, or whatever that is or the leaves might fall and I just don't know. I think i so caught up in wanting to hold on to what's right there you know, that I haven't allowed myself to venture off into exploring who I am and what I'm doing and, and finding my own trails. And I think over the last year or so, I've kind of let go of those branches and, and I'm starting to kind of see that there are more trails now, you know, it's not just the one trail that I'm on. Like there's more than just one. And I think that's been a huge blessing in all of this too.
0: Right. A question I'll throw at you is, are you able to appreciate the tree when it's in front of you and when it's right there? We'll talk about relationships for a second, because that's how a lot of people talk about this and think about this. They'll have the tree, their person they're in the relationship with, and it's so wonderful, but they spend so much of their time trying to preserve it, trying to keep that, or there is some shift and then they want to get back to that, and they don't realize that they're not allowing themselves to be in the moment and appreciate the tree or the person they're in the relationship with when they're actually in it, because they're trying so hard to preserve it and keep it going that they, they never truly enjoy just being.
2: So going back to my chameleon of wanting to involve myself in other people's lives, I get the perception of wanting to preserve everything in my life has really taken a toll in the sense of like, I'll, I'll now plug into what's important to somebody else and that's important to me. So now I, I need to stay in that tree because somebody else is looking at it, right? And so right. basically right. what it was saying was I'm taking the time to appreciate my trees and, and appreciate it with other people too. We can both share that tree and look at it and, and be there in that moment and appreciate it and hold on to that. I try to hold on to everything and it was too much and I couldn't take on everything. And now that I, you know, over the last year of building self-confidence or starting to and, and kind of venturing into what I like doing, I've kind of understood that I'm slowing down to appreciate the things that I want to appreciate. And sometimes like a Venn diagram, those overlap and that's awesome. I love sharing those moments, but I'm also yeah. now in my own circle for the first time and not staying in the middle of that Venn diagram and really allowing myself to experience these moments genuinely mm. and still being able to continue.
0: I'm going to use this example right now. Right now you're in a relationship with a girlfriend and she has a son. That's where you are right now. I'm in a relationship with a woman and uh, her kid. That's this tree. Sometimes we can get so caught up in, am I going to get married to this woman? Are we going to have a life together? Where are we going to live and what that's going to look like? And whether that happens or not, what we actually have, what is true, is I am presently being a partner to her and a dad-ish to him. I want to make sure that you don't get so caught up in that role and that section of the forest, you know, that that's what needs to be preserved because that's what she likes. What just feels good to be a provider to them and a partner with them. And we're stuck in this section of the forest, but it's it's just kind of going, wait, but right now, yeah, this is the tree and the little sapling that I got. And this is cool. I really want to have this experience while I have it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think that 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 same mindset is kind of how I've been in this relationship of the right now and not future tripping or not past tripping. I'm super appreciative of the fact that I am able to kind of appreciate the moment for what it is right now and not have to go down that rabbit hole. And, and so I think it's a good relationship for right now in the sense of it's really allowing me to grow myself without being super codependent on her. I said super, because I still am a little bit, you know, I, I still am codependent to a degree, but it's not like it was old girlfriend.
0: So explore that one for me a little bit, because that means something to me. But I want to know what that means to you when you say that I'm a little codependent.
2: I think a better way to say it is I'm still working on my codependency because like, like last night I went to bed pretty early, like I said, but within that, like I texted a girlfriend probably around like eight, eight 30. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to bed. Good night. I love you. Right. And then nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, rabbit hole, here we go. And so for me, like, I still, I'm still working on, like, my trust, not just with her, but just in relationships in general. Because I think it's something I really struggle with across a lot of mediums. And so I don't think I'm necessarily codependent to her specifically. But I find my, the way I go about relationships still, has codependent tendencies, but I'm aware of them. Again, which means which means what for you? I'm working on my interdependence.
0: Okay, the word dependence in any form, take it out of your vocabulary for the next few minutes.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And describe to me what you're talking about and what, what you mean. <laughs>
2: it's my, I was like, okay, not dependent, but I'm relying on, no, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: But on, on what? Let, let's see what that is. And, and you can even say, I'm not relying on that. I need this, or I really crave this, or I'm looking for this. And this is something that I really want. It helps validate me. It, it's, I need the approval. I need the attention. I need the assurance. There's a lot of other
2: words. With last night specifically, I was definitely looking for reassurance. But I think overall in my relationships currently, I'm looking for reassurance, but I'm also learning about my self-confidence in the same exact time. I'm my pendulum is kind of getting better in the sense of I still get distraught when I don't receive what I'm looking for. And I think I'm still looking for things in in relationships, such as security, such as assurance, such as comfort, and and kind of all of that, which I don't think that's a bad thing to look for in a relationship. I just think that sometimes I allow myself to get too caught up in those emotions. Like last night, like that, re- like it kind of fucked me up. Like I, I've had a bad morning. I just kind of been in my head, and it honestly has nothing to do with girlfriend. It, it's more so in my okay. Now I'm alone in my apartment, and so I just kind of felt more lonely right now. And and I think that's why I'm so codependent on girlfriend mm. right now because I'm using that loneliness to portray her to get that reassurance that I'm still wanted, even though I am alone right now. Even though I, I like being alone, you know it, it's so it's so complicated. But it uh, it's nice to see it from this side because I'm not. Why isn't she calling me right now? Why isn't she calling me a hundred times? Does she care? Why isn't she making sure I'm okay? It's more so. Okay, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. Do I not feel that safe right now? Sure, you know I, I don't feel that great as far as like all of my relationships across the board. i more so feel right now that I feel lonely. I needed and I wanted to feel that assurance of, yeah, you still love me. And, and I went about it in my old way, but I saw it.
0: Getting that from people, look, we're not always going to be so enlightened that we can pick up the phone and say like, Well, I was just feeling a little low and I just wanted some reassurance that that I'm still a good person and you still like me. And I mean, it sounds crazy, but my self-esteem is just kind of low right now. We don't talk like that. What you're actually kind of describing and why I like taking the word dependence out is not in the unhealthy way where you are nothing and you cannot survive unless you, you are fed this from them. Then any little morsel they give us is going to nourish us, which it won't. We'll be malnourished, but we'll take the breadcrumbs and Mm -hmm. think that I just got a foot long in Subway and this is fantastic. It's not that. And that's not enough because then we'll keep seeking more and more and more, which is what a lot of the relationship with old girlfriend girlfriend was like. She gave you just enough to keep you going, but it didn't really feed you. And the way you're talking about it now is not seeking it for that reason. I need some support. And it might be, I'm not so much like still a little codependent. It's no, I still need support and that's okay. I'm not looking for crutches with two good legs. I'm looking for someone to just lean on a little bit till I get my footing and then I'm good. That's a big difference, man. And a big switch for how you've been because you, you've, I think previously the Vader in your head was telling you, you can't do this or you're not good enough unless you have this person attached to you that you're doing good for that thinks you're good. And that word good is like, well, what does that even mean?
2: Right, well, it's very opinionated and like my good and your good and everybody else's good is probably way different.
0: Right, and looking for support and reaching out for it is a strength. I say this to you all the time. Day one, you were talking about your vulnerability. Part of vulnerability is knowing when you need to lean on something or someone and getting that strength and it's, it's okay. And that's partly that's what we have certain partners and certain friends for. I
2: think the struggle for me right now is the trust uh, not necessarily being all the way there in my life, you know, uh, across the board for my relationships. And I think the struggle for me in my loneliness right now is that exactly of, of not having that person. I don't want to be codependent on her to make me feel not alone. I was in a funk this morning and I'm trying to kind of explain what that looks like to girlfriend in the sense of it's not that I don't trust her. I just don't trust anybody right now. It has nothing to do with her or anything she did or anything she said or anything like that. And it's more so along the lines of like, now that they haven't been there for me, same with most people in my life, I'm usually the person that reaches out. I think my life is my project right now. And I think I'm trying to understand the boundaries that I have with trust. And it's such a big issue for me right now. And I think it always has been. I just think right now I'm finally ready to kind of tackle it. More so in the sense of I'm afraid of being vulnerable. Not that I'm going to get hurt. Like, I'm not worried about that necessarily. It, it's just more so I just don't trust people. And I don't know why.
0: Sometimes it's because we're there's a certain thing that we're lacking and we're looking at others to fill what we're lacking. If I'm lacking confidence, I want somebody that's going to help me boost my confidence. If there's somebody that goes, yeah, I don't know about that, then it's going to totally devastate me. And it's finding a little bit of balance in that and finding your people. And it might not be one person. We all have that. We're going to feel insecure sometimes. And we'll, we'll want to go to people to find little hits of that. And it's what I would call support, not codependence. And for you, it's where can you get support? I would stop trying to find it in one person and look for different people for different things.
2: One of my three words that I've been kind of thinking about, I think one of my big, my big three words for this year was community. Uh, my little village of idiots is kind of like my community and my little island of misfit toys. And, and I think that's kind of where I, I'm striving right now. And I think you're right. I've been trying to do a better job of not spreading out my issues, but like going to different people for different things. And I, I think that's another thing that I a big lesson I've learned this year is not not having to spew everything to one person. And I think I've done a lot better job of being able to con, uh, compartmentalize my thoughts and, and kind of put out what I want to put out. I know, I, I just had to keep going through that because I, I needed that.
0: <laughs> no, you nailed it. You nailed it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I needed it. But it, it's really kind of given me the strength to be able to find the self confidence that I am okay, but I still need that. I still need that help. While well, I'm turning these four on, I need you to help and turn that one on.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's totally fine. The Island of Misfit Toys. You're a misfit toy too. The show that the imperfections is what makes us so unique and so special. I'll go a little meta for a second here because you did something. You know, we you and I just pointed to each other and had a moment as you said it, but it was such a cool fucking thing. Because there was a word that you used months ago that you got stuck on. You couldn't say it correctly. I don't, I don't think it made it onto the podcast because I think we edited, you know, you struggling through it, just used the word, which is the word compartmentalize. I mean, you literally like stopped on it and we talked about that word and how to think about it and how to pronounce it for a minute. And this is not the first time you've done this. You, you did this. I think, I think this is two
2: or three, honestly. Like I got a couple right. of these down.
0: Right. And it's so cool because you just said the word. Little hesitation, but you got it out. And when you said, well, I just had to keep going. Right. And you still said the word and look at the progress. Look at how it was a word you, you couldn't approach. You were saying wrong. Yeah. You kind of, I mean, it took something in you to just say to me, like, yeah, I could never pronounce that right. How do you pronounce it? And we stopped and talked about it. You worked on it. Now look at you. You're just throwing it out and it doesn't come out perfectly. It doesn't need to. It came out and you were like. You know, that look that we shared and we pointed at each other right after you said it, you know, and you're nodding and smiling right now. I mean, what do, what do you, just that moment, but let, let's take that for a second.
2: One, I think it's cool that we can celebrate such a small win and have it feel so big. That's a cool pat on my back that kind of shows where I've been this last year. It feels really good to look at stuff like that in real life, real time. This is actually happening. I mean, you can put that exact specific scenario and kind of throw it into a bigger umbrella. And you kind of see that across my life right now, where it's really exciting. I love that
0: you recognize it this way because that's, that's what it's about. And that's how the ski trail shifts. Yeah. That's how we carve the new one, is all these little things. Because all these little things, remembered are subconsciously happening.
2: Yeah, and, and it feels that way too.
0: And we are back.
1: We are back. And it sounds like Drew's back too. Oh my God, that was so cornball. Drew's been back. What are you talking about? I mean about? back. I was I'm like in better health. His COVID is That's true. Better.
0: He was, oh God, yeah. And he is still, he was still like a little yeah. sick. Like he looked better. Yeah. And we took a minute, like we cut some stuff about how he was actually feeling, but <laughs> it was it was still a little fluey, like getting over the flu, but he's... Also, still in that. I think we talked about this last week with him, like, still a little hazy. Yeah. Things are like, uh, not, yeah.
1: Yeah. He said, and I think you guys touched on in the beginning of his more than anything is his thing is trying to get back into talking to people. And it's funny, a year later, Drew, I'm still not comfortable being in the world completely. And I'm not back at the office yet. So this is like a year later, he's trying to get back to talking to people. It's like, I guarantee he didn't imagine a month, three months, six months, nine months later he'd still be we'd still be still cut off from people for a lot of a lot of things. Right?
0: Yeah, and, and wild that it, it's not just cut off from things, but just out of practice, and especially with where he's feeling now, like a little like hazy and this that. And as soon as he was talking about things that way, like oh, so he's a little out of his comfort zone, feeling a little hazy. That's why I asked him about the weed. Mm. I was like. Uh Uh-huh. It's interesting when you, when you've been smoking like daily or when people have been smoking daily for so long and then they take a break and they don't, it's like, oh, wow. Clarity. Oh, this is weird. What is this? This is, this is clarity. This is interesting Yeah, or scary, or I don't know how to act and we need our comfort. So it's, it was interesting being able to kind of like poke at that a little bit.
1: I love how you were like, "Well, did you smoke weed when you had COVID?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "All right, right." Well, I was thinking about it. Like, would I have drank if I had COVID? I don't know. I mean, logic says no. Don't do that. Your body is trying to heal itself, but right, sheer fucking boredom says maybe. I already feel shitty. Like, who knows? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's, that's what he was talking about. I was yeah. like, I was just sitting around watching TV, like waiting for COVID to work through me and for me to feel better. Yeah. But he did take breaks, but he was like, he be he became sort of the, the weed aficionado in high school or whenever it was where he's like, oh, there's certain strains and this strain depresses me and this strain motivates me and this strain makes me feel a little nutty and this strain, you know, so he's okay, cool. He He knows
1: what works for him so funny because as soon as he said that I was like there were two strains when we were growing up it was either shit fucking just <laughs> shit fucking weed or the right. chronic
0: it was either it was either weed or oregano
1: <laughs> literally there was like which would you get was it crazy bright green nugs from your dealer in the fucking sandwich bag or would it be just shake and f- brown shake. <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> Yep soon
1: yep. as he said that, I was like, no, no, there was no, oh, if I had a little bit of this into it, it'll give me that pink lemonade feeling of the, the names and the, b-. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? The first time I, l- I saw weed at uh, like oh, the weed store or whatever that I've been to twice, right. I saw all these names and I thought they were flavors. Oh, that's funny. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. But yeah, he was him talking about still smoking weed. And I guess you were asking him if there's anything that, that weed gets in the way of. And then you said, I don't know if you even caught it, but you said, my goal isn't to get you off the weed. The weed <laughs> just sounded like you were like a grandmother. You're like, my goal isn't to get right? you off the, the pot, the marijuana.
0: It's not to get you off of the marijuana cigarettes.
1: Right. But you guys did talk about the difference between habit and addiction, which I think is so important when it comes to weed and people realizing there's no physical dependence. Although I wonder if that's changed at all now that that weed is so fucking potent. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I just thought of it. I don't think it's as impotent as you think it is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh my God!
0: OMG! That's See, amazing. You know, it, it's it's starting to get like what happens when we start to record when the sun in starts the to go down. I know. That's right. That's right.
1: Nobody did talk about that feeling of wanting to just smoke a bowl and get back in bed and go back to the right. the safe spot of. I mean, I guess childhood sounds weird when you're smoking weed, but I get it because it is his his growing upness.
0: Right, and I'm I'm really like it's not about how I think of weed or how anybody thinks of weed. It's how he thinks of weed and right. how he's using weed. And what, like I said, it's, my goal is not to get him off the weed. It's to <laughs> help him get the, the most clarity and yeah. be how he wants to be and get him to where he wants to be. Right. When he says things like, yeah, being able to say no felt good. Like, yeah, I'm not going to smoke right now, you know, right. or, or being able to do this or having this clarity felt good. And like that, that was cool. And like, okay. And a lot of what he was talking about and kind of what led us into was what helps him feel stable and comfortable and what helps him feel like himself. Right. It's not weed isn't what helps him feel like himself, but weed can help get him to a place of feeling more comfortable so then he can feel more stable and feel like himself.
1: Yeah. And he was talking about the fear of the unknown. And at this point, he feels he's starting to feel more comfortable leaving the past in the past. Right which is when he goes into this tree analogy that I was just blown away by that got so deep. Right. And I was like the branches yep. and the leaves and the tree and the, you know, him saying, Oh, I like that tree. I'm just going to go stand by that and not go forward. Now he does a better job of not holding on to the branch, but then he's like, but what if I go back and the tree's dead and there's no leaves? I loved that.
0: Yeah. And then I flipped it like, right. And can you appreciate the tree? That's right in front of you when it's right in front of you. Can you just be there for a second? And then, boom, now we're talking about relationships.
1: Yeah, and it it trips me out. I totally forgot that his girlfriend has a kid, and when you said, yeah, yeah. acting like kind of a dad-ish, I was like, wait, how old is he again? How old is he, 24, 25?
0: At this point, I think 25, maybe 26. Okay.
1: I was like, oh, my, that is crazy. Oh, yeah. Does she have the kid full-time
0: no, the, the dad is still somewhat, I think they go back and forth.
1: Right. So, yeah, but I was just like, oh, wow, that's a thing being whatever sort of stepdadish, but, but yeah, talking about being present in the relationship as opposed to focusing on what might happen or what did you call it? Oh, preserving it, trying to preserve it or what may happen or what's going to happen as opposed to just being in the moment.
0: Yeah. And for him, his language for it is, yeah, I'm not future tripping or past tripping. Like I'm able to be right here, which is great. And he's seeing that more and more. And then that's where, you know, I think you'll pick up on this. And so maybe I'll shut up and just let you do your thing, Meredith.
1: Well, now I don't know. What? Now I'm not sure. (laughs)
0: Well, he hit the codependent word.
1: Oh, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> now I don't know codependent. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. I of course.
1: Well, so yeah. he said, I'm a little codependent. And, and then I was like, wait, wait, wait. What does that even mean to you? And then all of a sudden you said, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> right. what, what does, does that, that, mean that mean to you? <laughs> and I was like, He's right. in a pod. I was like, I think he just <laughs> th- throws that out there. And when he gave the example of how he was like last night, my girlfriend didn't text me back and I started going down the rabbit hole and I was like, okay. In my mind, I was like, that's codependence, but ish, ish. Like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I can certainly relate to that, but then I was like, well, is it? And then I was, so I wrote down to ask you, what would you call that? Cause you can have these moments, right? Cause that's not, you talked about the difference between dependent codependence and support that's not a support thing. I don't know that that's necessarily a codependent thing, though. That's just like an insecurity thing, maybe.
0: Right, right,
1: right? exactly. Or a fear.
0: Something that I busted on you in recent weeks, like my well-being isn't dependent on your reaction or it's, right. it doesn't depend on you. My right. life doesn't depend on yours. Right. And it's, it's nice to have yours in mind, but it doesn't depend on it. Right. And I love that little exchange with him when, when I said, you know, that, well, what does that mean to you? And he said, well, I'm working on my interdependence. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, what does that mean? I was like <laughs> anything with dependence in it, like take it out, take it out. Don't even right. say it. Use totally. different words. And, right. and then what he described was being able to describe, I, I do need some reassurance in a relationship. Right. I, I am looking for that. I'm, I'm trying to build my own self-confidence, but I'm trying. So just him describing it. It makes it more tangible and something we can work on and point towards. If you just say, yeah, I'm working on my interdependence, so I'm not so codependent. Okay, cool. Right. What does that mean? What is so it? Him yeah. being able to tell that story is still feeling those feelings, yeah. but it's giving some life to it in a way that isn't just labeling it with a word and saying this. Right. It's him being able to think about it and talk about it and and see about what feels lonely and how am I lonely in a relationship or when do I make the other person, my world and I join their world and leap into their world and give up mine so much that I don't feel lonely, but I am no longer independent at all.
1: Right. Right? Completely. Yeah. And I think, and you you said look we all feel insecure sometimes and we're just looking f- for support but i i loved how you said look for support for different things and different people because it's so true i mean there's certain people that i talk to about relationships or there's certain people i talk to about work or certain people i talk to about basically jack shit but we go hiking together or whatever you know mm-hmm. like you just get support from people for all different things and totally going back for a minute. He said that he's still struggling with trust. And then he said he's, he doesn't trust anyone, not just his girlfriend. but And I was like, why? I wrote why. And then you were like, why? <laughs> and I feel like, I don't know how much he actually knows that answer. I was wondering, is that actually true that he doesn't trust anyone?
0: I think he's learning to trust. And part of what that means is In our relationship, the therapeutic relationship, he is trusting me. Yeah. So he's experiencing what it's like to have a relationship and trust, which is great. What I'm really trying to highlight for him is the trust he has in himself, right? What he's looking at is where can I have boundaries and have that be okay? Where can I have a sense of being vulnerable and knowing that I'm not going to get burnt? I'm not going to get left. And it's letting that be okay for me. It's building his confidence and building that that sense of, oh, right, somebody doesn't have to be there every time I need them and give me everything and be all of that. Right. Or I'm abandoned, that black or white thinking. They can they cannot be there and I'm still okay. It's not a break my trust and that's horrible and I don't know where you are and I'm not okay. Right. So he's building his own sense of, I think, confidence, boundaries, and trust in him. Right. Right. So does he, does he not trust anyone? Well, he's learning, he's learning to, but he's still scared.
1: And I think he trusts certain things about certain people, right? Like again, do you automatically put all your trust into someone for every single thing? It's like, I mean, (laughs) and then he said, I'm spreading out my issues.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I like like, that.
1: I'm spreading them out. Like who I talked to about what? And I was like, okay, spread out your trust, I guess.
0: And that's, I think, a big piece of breaking codependence is you spread it out. Because when right. you make it all one other person, then in, in, in where you probably like this and remember this, I said, any little morsel they give you, we call that breadcrumbs, you know, they're right. giving you breadcrumbs and yeah. you could like live off of breadcrumbs and think, oh, that's great. Oh, they love me because they did that. like, that's just a breadcrumb, man. Right. Like, where's, where's your, what did I say in this one? Where's your footlong subway? Right. You know, yep. that's just a crumb. Yeah. And we learn to live off of crumbs and convince ourselves that it's nourishing so that we stay codependent and we stay beholden to someone else's life determining our well-being.
1: Right. And then he said, which I loved because he was talking about that and spreading it out and how one of his big things this year is community. And then he referenced the his mm-hmm. village of idiots or his island of misfit toys, which I love. The
0: island of misfit toys. So oh, it's yeah. It's One of my
1: favorite things. Like I always wanted to put mm-hmm. in my off on my office door. Welcome to the island of misfit toys. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just Aww. never have. But but uh, yeah, that was a good description.
0: Yeah, you probably love that because it's it's a Christmas thing. That was Rudolph.
1: It was Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Also, because yep. I think it's very descriptive of us for sure. But of a lot of people, just little misfit toys.
0: Oh man. That's the, I mean, all of it, like, like the freaks and geeks, all of those, like the, yeah. the grunts that we talked about, like, yeah, that's us. It's, it's the people with character. Yeah. I don't want just the vanilla people. Like, no yep. way. No, I don't want the vanilla village. I want my Island of misfit toys. <laughs> <Vanilla> absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: absolutely.
1: Yep. And I was very proud of him for being able to say compartmentalize. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Ah, so oh, I knew you were going to keep that. And I love that. And, and it's, it was so cool because he said it a few times in, in our, you know, the last few months and he'll stumble on it and he's getting better at it. And it's like, oh, I can say and just having him have that growth yeah. and that experience of just saying a word. I know. Is awesome.
1: It was so good. And, and he said, oh yeah, like, I really like that. Cause we can celebrate the small things. And I was like, mm. Yep. Yes, my friend. So true. Yep. Love yep. that.
0: Yeah, and I and, and that's why I even pointed it out to him. Like, right? Like you've been able to say it and pronounce it. And like that. That's really cool. Right. That you're doing that now, and it's yeah. It was it's celebrating those small wins. Like we talked about it a while ago, I think, with Sarah. Like the baby steps. Mm-hmm. Things like celebrating those things because that's you <laughs> know when I said You take baby steps. Eventually, the baby's going to get from one side of the living room to the other. Like, cool. That's right. And eventually. We do heal. We do get there and we do experience things differently, which is great.
1: Right. Regardless. I mean, depend. Healing may look differently than we think, but sure. and it's something.
0: Yeah. And it's happening and he's healing and I'm healing and you're healing and all of you are healing. <laughs> right. I hope.
1: Absolutely.
0: Even, even though the sun is going down and we're getting tired, we're still healing. So true. <laughs> On that note. I think it's time to to let the sun, the moon, the sea, and the stars. Good night, moon.
1: Good night. Aww.
0: Good night, mittens. Good night, kittens.
1: Oh, my God. I totally forgot what came next, so I couldn't even say anything, but good job. It's impressive.
0: Really? Is that what comes next?
1: I don't know, but just I forgot what else they said good night to, but I think that's in there, right?
0: I think so. I don't remember. Good night, cow jumping over the moon.
1: Is that right? I think so. Stars, Sun.
0: I love that book. I hope that's not spoiled. Like I hope there isn't something about that book that's like, oh my God, how could you like that book? It really means this.
1: Oh God, I hope not either. That would be horrible. Are you looking it up?
0: Yeah, but I'm it takes too much reading and I'm too tired. Okay. I can't read. Maybe I'll see if they have Good Night Moon on audiobook. Okay. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we'll on that be back. note, we will catch you next week on the Patreon. Thanks for joining us here, guys.
1: Bye. Bye.